I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, and this is Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Today, we continue our Crusader coaching profiles with Holy Cross men's soccer head coach, Marco Kuhlman. Coach Kuhlman is now in year 12 here at Holy Cross. He's led the Crusaders to four Patriot League tournaments and won more than 58% of his matches. He's a native of the Netherlands whose soccer path to Worcester led him through Boston College and Franklin Pierce in New Hampshire, where he won a D2 national championship. Coach Kuhlman, thanks for joining me. Welcome to Seder Stories. Thanks for having me. Let's start with your team here in 2023. You picked up win number one of the non-conference season against Sacred Heart with nine starters back on the pitch from a year ago. How is that consistency and experience really paying off now early in the season? You know, this group, you know, they've gone through in two years. Freshman year was a very um, productive year for them. I think year two was a little bit more of a, they saw the opposite end of the spectrum with, you know, some uh, sophomoreitis, as they call it. They dealt with some more setbacks. Um, but I think through all of that, they had opportunities to mature uh, individually, but also, you know, grow closer together as a unit, you know, staying by their sides and supporting each other as they continue to grow and develop. And now coming into this season, all that experience from the first two years, I think, will will flourish and blossom on the field. When you talk about that cohesiveness, there's been an especially constant presence wearing the captain's armband, Matt McGonigal. How did this midfielder from Los Angeles become such a leader at a young age? Yeah, I think I always say sometimes uh, there's two types of leaders, ones that are born and ones that are made. I think Matthew has, you know, an interesting background, you know, traveled around a lot uh, with his family in different parts of the country. But Matt coming in really found his way at Holy Cross, sort of given the freedom of of being himself. Um, So I think his personality traits, his... Uh, ability to relate to people and and be easygoing really you know had people gravitate toward him and you know he's always open to listening to others and he has a, you know he has a body ear without really you know doing anything special it's just his genuine authenticity that i think turned him you know into that leader and allowed him to grow even further into the person he is today Looking at your junior class, Jake Williams earned Patriot League Midfielder of the Week honors after scoring the game-winning goal in that victory over Sacred Heart. Native of New Zealand, prepped at Northfield Mount Hermon here in Massachusetts. Where would you say he's now making the biggest strides in year three? Well, the same with Jakey. Jakey came off an injury uh, this past spring, and I think, you know, it it allowed him to focus, uh, besides his rehab, it allowed to focus little more on himself, you know, developing himself, developing him as a person. Jake is another one that has leadership qualities in a different way than Matt. But I think being off the field and yet being around the team has um, afforded him the opportunity to really connect with players and and look at things through a different lens from the sideline rather than on the field. Um, And I think that process has really helped him develop and grow and I think now putting those two together, both as leadership off the field and on the field, I think will, um, you know, he'll continue to grow and develop and be productive on the field. 
Evan Jones was your leading scorer last year. He's a preseason All-Patriot League. How do you see him making your team more dangerous offensively this go-around in the Patriot League? Yeah, I think, you know, Evan comes with a ball of energy, constantly on the move. You know, he's a bit of a poacher sometimes. You know, he pops up in places unexpectedly. And I think that's where Evan's strength is at. And, you know, the true goal scorers have only one one vision or one view and that's as soon as they see that frame that white frame that's all they want to do is just bury the bury the ball and and find the net last year you talked a lot about your team needing to step up defending in front of their own goal goalkeeper Tristan Stefani just picked up his first career shutout in net how are you seeing your back line working together in front of Stefani so far well ironically we have you know, for the first time, I believe we have some significant depth in our our back line. I think we have about eight defenders, and so we're we're actually have looked at these past couple of games or these these past number of games and finding the right combination and and matching the qualities between all the the four defenders in order to what 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 we think is the best the best combination of players. What it's it's. Leadership, whether it's tenacity and tackling, whether it's one one defending, whether it's an aerial game. So we're, we're, you know, I think we have a pretty good idea now where we think the the best combination of players sits. So I think the next couple of games should um, should be the proof and see if we're actually right and picking the right players in the right places. And those upcoming games are going to be in Patriot League play. You open the calendar at home against American on September 16th at 1 p.m. That's a Saturday afternoon contest. What have you seen in non-conference play that builds the most confidence about being successful against these league teams that you know so well here in year 12? Yeah, I think the the one thing is belief. You know, maybe I sound like Ted Lasso right now, but... um... You know, believe is is you know in, in our group. I think they they know what they need to do. They know you know they're, they're pretty much uh, well uh, experienced and understanding what they need to do. Sometimes it's, it's executing that on the field under some more pressures uh, in different environments, uh, whether it's at home or on the road. You know, bringing those pieces together, I think, is going to really get us to where we need to be. And that's what these games leading up to the Patriot League games, you know, has have taught us, right? We've, we've done a lot of good things. You know, we certainly have made mistakes, but we're going to learn from those mistakes. And, um, you know, the fewer mistakes you make, the better we're going to be and, and the productivity and uh, the success is going to come. I'll give you another Ted Lasso line here. Be a goldfish. When you look at the league preseason poll and where Holy Cross stacks up, how do you talk to your team about goal setting and where you want to land in this league? You know, I was just talking to Coach Graham about the, the women's coach, about the uh, the preseason polls. I mean, if you look at past years, the Patriot League preseason poll is, is merely, you know, based on last year's standings and, and, and what teams have done. But if you look at every year and then you look at the end of the year, that poll is shoveled upside down. I mean, there's never... There's never a, 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 you know, an exact picture from preseason to the end of the season. And, you know, where we need to be, yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't productive last year. So I understand where we land, but, you know, I think in the big picture, we got to focus on the things that we do well. We got to believe in ourselves and we just got to go out and, and, you know, just 
let things tip the other way from what it did last year. Last year we we you know we were in every game and the pendulum swayed one way. Now we need to go the other way, and I think that's where um, you know I think it's a great challenge. Our guys believe and know that we uh, we deserve to be in a much higher uh, standing, but we're just going to have to prove it on the field. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll look back at Coach Kuhlman's path to Holy Cross, including a national championship. That's next here on Seder Stories. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination, and we are a starting point. Because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals To Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Whether you are looking at hosting a birthday party, corporate or youth team outing, church group, or just a night out with some friends, Holy Cross Athletics has just the experience to make your event unforgettable. Holy Cross Athletics offers a number of interactive group experiences where your groups can even have the option of adding food and drinks to your experience. For more information, please call 1-844-GO-CROSS or email us at tickets at holycross.edu. 2023 Holy Cross football single game tickets are now on sale. Cheer on the four-time defending Patriot League champs at Fit and Field. Buy your tickets now at GoHolyCross.com slash tickets or call 1-844-GO-CROSS. Welcome back to Seder Stories presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm Kevin Gale, joined by Holy Cross men's soccer head coach Marco Kuhlman. Coach, you grew up in the Netherlands, one of the great soccer nations of Europe. Safe to say a love of the beautiful game was, was easy to find when you grew up in Holland. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think if you're born in the Netherlands, um, you're born with a pair of cleats and a soccer ball uh, in your crib. If you don't like soccer, um, then living in the Netherlands is uh, <laughs> probably not the place to be. It's uh, it's full of passion. It's uh, it's there every day, everywhere. Let's go back. It's the late 1980s. You're you're finding success as a youth player in the Netherlands. How at that time? Did you find your way to Gannon University in Erie, Pennsylvania? That's a long way from home. Yeah, it, it was never on my radar. But, um, you know, finishing a sports, co- a sports college in the Netherlands, um, I was asked if I was interested in, in spending the summer in the United States. And 
you know, conducting uh, soccer camps, soccer, soccer camps. And they became very popular around that time. Um, and leading up to that, that period, what was then my coach at Ghan University had connections in the Netherlands with some, some friends of mine, and they were inquiring about players and, and people interested in, in combining a, an undergraduate uh, education together with a, a soccer scholarship. And that's kind of how that all landed. And um, what, what was meant to be a summary in America for, for six weeks, you know, has turned into a, you know, a journey that's still ongoing. And um, yeah, it was never, it was never intended. It was a great adventure first and foremost. And um, yeah, here we are today. What did you enjoy most about your early experiences here in the U.S.? And, and how did your game compare to the types of players you were seeing at that time in Gannon? You know, coming to America at the time, I think um, soccer was a very physical, already athletic game. I remember people saying that if you if you weren't good enough to play American football, you could just go play soccer. And so the physicality translated and transferred into the soccer game you know back at Gannon we had a significant influx of international players um, already and um, so interacting and, and, and being part of a team with a lot of you know uh, international influence immediately brought people together that had soccer experience that had live experience because we were all slightly older we were like 21 when we we were 21 year old freshmen so that was, but again, like I say, to, like I say to the freshman today, it was the same for me back then. Every day was a new experience. I didn't know, you know, traveling to, you know, Penn State. I had no idea what Penn State was going to look like. Traveling to my next opponent, I had no idea what it, what it looked like. You know, back in Europe, you go play a game, you go to the club, you go to the facilities, you 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 change and 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 you shower in the locker rooms and things of that nature. You come to a here in the states, you just go to a general sports facility. It's not a it's not a soccer specific facility. So there were many differences, yet very exciting uh, places that we visited. Some of them are in outskirts of the United States that I probably would have never been had it not been for for the game of soccer and my in my college experience. So I'm very thankful that um, I, I I've had that experience. You know, it's allowed me to grow and develop as a person tremendously over the years. And um, again, it's helped me where I am, where I am certainly today. You know, but the evolution of the game since 1987, between 1987 and now, has it's, it's just happened with leaps and bounds. And it's uh, where the game is today. There's no comparison where, where, it, where it was back then. I'm I'm sure of that the skill, the speed, it looks like a completely different sport. You were a good player during your time at Gannon, and it wasn't long after that you became head coach of your alma mater. How did you make that transition so quickly? And did you realize during that time that this was going to be your your lifelong pursuit? You know, like I stated earlier, I had finished a sports college in in the Netherlands, and and one of my accolades was that I had a, a very high a coaching license that I had back then and and always felt that the dream of, of entering, you know, professional soccer at some stage uh, had been my dream. Then when coming into, into the U S and, and seeing what's happening here, I felt, Hey, you know what, this could be an opportunity for me. 
all went relatively quickly in my in our senior year um at the end of our senior my our fall semester senior year our coach had left to take a job elsewhere and with the passion and 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 belief of um looking at these situations i had had some conversations with our with the the, the coach at the time about recruitment and this and that and, and looked at asked him if i could get an insight on how we go about that business so Ultimately, I ended up taking over the recruitment without any commitment from the athletic director back then. I had actually accepted a graduate assistant position to East Stroudsburg University hmm. um, in, in Pennsylvania. When um, I was traveling and doing the summer camps, I received a call from the athletic director at Gannon, who had mentioned that the person who had at the time accepted the job had since rejected it and moved on. So they had asked if I was interested in in taking over. And this all was my my work leading up uh, through that spring of my senior year when I had done all the preparations. And that's kind of how I rolled into that spot. A little bit strange because from being good friends with my teammates, now I was all of a sudden their coach. Um, <laughs> right. You know, so interesting experience for a very young coach at the college scene. So all these pieces fall into place for you to get this position. And then you roll that momentum into national D2 success at Gannon and then find yourself a few years later at Franklin Pierce in Ringe, New Hampshire, where you win the national title in 2007 at the D2 level. When you look back at that title run, what memory stands out the most? Well, I, I got to go two years back in 05 um in 05 we lost in the final four against the school out of colorado at the time jeremy gunn who's currently the coach at stanford was the coach um in 06 we we had all returners and we were slated to be the favorite to to go back to the final four and and uh, with chances to win it we got upset in the quarterfinals and then in 07 we we just went on a run we had we had some very good players very good, you know, goaltending. So what do what do I remember the most? Well, what I remember the most is I was on a, I was on a, an NCAA committee at the time. So I was actually flying out separate from our uh, from my team, and that, you know that was the days. That, those were the early days of the BlackBerry, and the BlackBerry had my alarm set, but I had the sound turned off. So I actually overslept and I missed my flight mm. to. Um, to Florida, but anyhow, I missed the first full day of, of training in, in Florida and um, arrived later that night and, you know, uh, joined the group. So, so what was very stressful for me was a very relaxing moment for the players. And, um, you know, then from there, it was, it was the belief of the players. Again, the culture that, that we had put together and that we had that brought this group together, the brotherhood and, and, you know, people were just focused on one thing and one thing only. And that was, you know, if we're going to have a chance to win it now, this is the moment. You know, we had some experience on the field and 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 really when you when you stand on the sideline and I think we scored a goal with like two minutes left before the end of the game. Everything becomes a bit surreal. You don't you don't really realize all that's going on. You try to stay composed and. When the final whistle blows and you get to give the national championship trophy to your players that that run out to celebrate is, for me, it, it's an experience that we gave our players 
they'll talk about forever. They talk about to their children and 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 what have you. And so that championship was for my uh for the players and it was for my athletic director at the time who you know who gave me an opportunity to, to this job and you know Bruce Kirsch was a fantastic man who um you know he was all about soccer women's soccer had won all kinds of championships um under the tutelage of Mark Corian um and this being the first national championship for for men's soccer Franklin Pierce was a very special one so following this landmark first ever national title for men's soccer at Franklin Pierce, you eventually make the jump to D1 as an associate head coach at Boston College and then 2012 head coach at Holy Cross. What was it about this college in Worcester that made it the right place for you? I think as you go through the through the through higher education and you see the influence that you have on 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 people mentoring young men through you know this 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 game of soccer uh, but also be there for them off the field looking at holy cross the, the piece that really brought it together for me was um the the, the academics and the the, sta- the academic standards and and the, the 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 rigors that for me really brought everything together it connected the soccer aspect it connected the 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 academic piece and then also the social aspect an institution with strictly undergraduate institution um, and a Jesuit tradition that graduated so many successful people, the opportunity to to you know spend four years with not only motivated but very high and high intelligent young men who just wanted one thing and and you know driven and motivated for success. That was one thing. Um, I think being a small Division One school. You know the community feel, um, like you stated. I was at Boston College prior to that, and 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 back then I compare Boston College with Holy Cross, both both Jesuit schools. But I think where Boston College is more of a business, has more of a business approach. Holy Cross still has this family feel, this community piece, and that's for me was also a deciding factor, because in today's world, family is 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 number one. Community is what provides an environment for you as an individual to blossom and grow both on and off the field. So that was an easy choice. That's really interesting. The family aspect and then the drive of your players, you know, looking back at some of the successful seasons you've had here, Patriot League final in 2017, you finished top three in the league during a very challenging COVID impacted 2021 season. When you look at the style of play, what would you say has been the signature of your most successful teams in what they do on the pitch? It's obviously, first of all, the hard work and determination, just relentless pursuit of um, and getting after anything that either people may think is not possible and, and this mentality of never giving up. You know, the pride of the pride of, of representing the purple and, and, and being that that team Again, I come back to the cohesiveness, the brotherhood, and, and the culture that they um, that we've we've already established or they have established. Because credit to to all the teams have been on, and, and these teams, last teams in particular, culture is really the driving force behind behind all of this. Let's take one last break. When we return, we'll talk with Coach Kuhlman about the future of men's and women's soccer at Holy Cross, right here on Seder Stories. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us. 
that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals To Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Getting that perfect slice is satisfying, fulfilling, and rewarding too. But we don't do it for fun. We do it for fresh. Slice to order makes a sub above. 2023 Holy Cross winter sports season tickets are now on sale. Secure your seat all season long inside the Heart Center for basketball and ice hockey. Learn more about season tickets at GoHolyCross.com slash tickets or call 1-844-GO-CROSS. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, and this is Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. We continue our Crusader coaching profile with Marco Kuhlman, head coach of men's soccer at Holy Cross. Coach, last season, your former associate Ben Graham took over as the full-time head coach of the women's soccer program. He told me on a previous pod, you were a fantastic role model who knew he was ready to, quote, spread his wings. How have you seen him grow into a head coach? Ben comes with a lot of experiences at, at many different levels. I think first and foremost, you know, Ben as a person, he's, he's charismatic, he is motivated, and when he sinks his teeth into something, he's going to go for it um, all out. So I think the young women on the team, and, and that are going to be part of this team moving forward are going to be very fortunate with it, with a, a tremendous leader and mentor and almost, I would say, a, a counselor. I think Ben's, Ben's strengths lie into the, the people management. He's a relationship builder and um, has fantastic communication skills that draw a lot of these athletes to Ben. You know, for me, Ben has been fantastic at, at so many different levels. I think our qualities um, offset each other. You know, when putting a coaching staff together, I think it's important that you recognize your strengths and areas that you need to improve upon and at the same time find people that basically uh, complement you um, or complement each other in those in those roles. And, you know, I think that's where Ben is really now taking that next step, experiencing what it's like to be a to be a head coach, not only on the field, but also off the field. 
you know, very often, you know, he would come in the office and say, hey, how do we do this? This is, I didn't know about this. And, you know, so I, I laughed at it and I said, you know, welcome to being a head coach. You're going to learn, you know, you're going to learn the good, the bad and learn how to manage uh, situations that are coming to you unexpectedly. But if anybody can do it, Ben is, is, is the man. And um, again, Holy Cross Athletics is very fortunate that he was able, they were able to retain him in a head coaching position. Yeah, it must be so great to have a close friend at your companion program in, in women's soccer there on campus. Uh, looking back, you talked about, you know, associates and assistants filling very different roles on these staffs. When you look back to your time three decades ago now, when you first became a head coach, how have you grown and changed the most, most in your coaching style? You know, I nowadays I say, you know, I don't sweat the small stuff. No, I think I... I I'm a little more patient sitting back and, and, and assess and evaluate before I, I jump on things. I would think, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I, I would, you know, I'd be quickly to respond and, and um, you know, without thinking about the moment or the situation. And um, I kind of learned that from, from you know, and I, I sort of transfer that onto our, my players, my staff, you know, and, and basically, Tell people, you know, take a deep breath, collect your thoughts, and then see how you want to respond to certain situations. You know, I've learned to step away from it, right? So you step away, you look at the bigger picture, and really the ability now to delegate more to my assistants who are more into the day-to-day -day stuff. And as a, you know, at the head of the program, you just look at the bigger picture and say, all right, how do we strategically map this out and, how are we going to continue to grow and develop this program, not only on the field, but certainly, you know, from a student athlete development standpoint, student athlete wealth standpoint, fundraising, uh, community service. I mean, there's a there's there's an array of of areas that we cover, and give people the opportunity to really take those steps and 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 take the lead on them. Watch people fall and pick them back up, and mentoring mentoring them through that process that. Um, and under, making them understand that mistakes are not always a bad thing, right? They're not perfect. So I think that's, I guess, if anything, I've matured, <laughs> if that's still possible. But yeah, that's uh, what I continue to do. Over the course of your career now at Holy Cross, we've, we've really seen a big increase in the investment in athletics on campus. How do facilities like the Luth Athletic Complex and your beautiful natural turf field at Smith Stadium really position your program here in New England for the best success. Well, first of all, I think we're one of the few, a few the, the the number of natural grass fields in New England continue to be eliminated, um, which to a certain degree is understandable. But I think at the same time, for us, it's it's a good way to show that the to people and um if there's one thing in the in the world of soccer that people cherish and really appreciate is a, is a very good grass field and we have arguably arguably one of the best if not the best uh natural grass field in, in new england you know as a whole the facilities you know i i pretty much take loose but i take everything all in once if i look at the campus as a whole the investments that the schools made in campus facilities the improvements the aesthetics of it all i mean there isn't i always say in the recruiting process once we get families on campus it's pretty much it's pretty much a lock the school has done tremendous work in in 
and they continue to do this annually and seasonally to make this campus look absolutely fantastic, wonderful and warm, and it doesn't go unknown. Families love it. The Luth Athletic Center is on top of the hill, is is um, you know, a state-of-the-art facility that again it's a showpiece for all of us in the recruiting process and um, certainly has a tremendous amount of benefits. You can really have it all as a student athlete at Holy Cross and you mentioned how important academics are for your program, and, and it's one of the reasons you took the job in the first place. I looked this up, 361 GPA for your team last year. That was tied for sixth best in the nation among all D1 college soccer programs. How is your team achieving such a high standard in the classroom on a consistent basis year in and year out? I think it goes back to recruiting. Recruiting, in the process of recruiting, I tell people, when, when families sit in my office, I oftentimes don't really talk much about the soccer aspect because that's yeah. a given. That's a fact. I Again, I look I look at it more from a holistic standpoint, um, the impact of academics on one's future. And, you know, as a parent of three children, obviously they're older, but I oftentimes look, try to look through the lens of a, of a parent and um, speak to that. Right. Um, four years of Holy Cross fly by. Let, let's let's be honest. And so I try to portray this this experience of Holy Cross as how do you maximize your potential in the, over the course of four years? How do we guide and mentor every player, um, every student athlete in this process? And not only in the classroom, but how can we elevate them by, you know, we have a 90 white program that involved alumni mentors we have a network event where we go out in, into the Boston into the greater Boston area or into New York City and we expose them to the real world and really make make the students understand what it looks like you know once you leave Holy Cross after four years whatever your choices choices are but make them understand that the four years of Holy Cross are, are you build a foundation Holy Cross provides you the resources to grow and develop on your own, as your own, and be your own person, and connecting the alumni and 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 have the re alumni reference their experiences at Holy Cross, and to and then take them to where they are today, what they've done really, and how Holy Cross has played a significant role after four, you know, during the four years on campus. And I think it's rewarding. It's rewarding that these these young men can apply and 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 their knowledge in the classroom, take the leadership skills, take the ups and downs on the soccer field and how they all link together. The combination of academics and, and athletics are such a great marriage. But I think that in itself motivates them to do even better in the, in the classroom. And, um, you know, we pride ourselves on, on the academic performance of our, of our student athletes and um, I couldn't be more proud of them. That's excellent. It's not a four-year commitment. It's really a 40-year decision when, when yeah. you join this Holy Cross soccer program. Coach, this has been great. Before we let you go, we always wrap up our coaching profiles with rapid-fire questions. So give us the first thing that comes to mind. Here we go. Favorite pro soccer club? Ajax. Favorite player all time? Johan Cruyff. Offense or defense? Offense. Favorite TV show? Tad Lasso. Dogs or cats? Dogs. If you weren't a coach, what would be your job? 
I'd be a, uh, a sports agent. When you're not coaching, what's your hobby? Travel. Perfect segue. Favorite place to vacation? That would have to be Barcelona. Great choice. Favorite spot on Holy Cross's campus? The new uh, art center. And last but not least, Coach, what's the best part of your job? Getting intellectually challenged on a daily basis and spending time with young, ambitious professionals. Marco Kuhlman, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck this season in the Patriot League. We'll see you on the pitch again soon. Thanks for your time, Kevin. Really appreciate this. And my thanks to everyone for tuning in to Seder Stories. Tell your friends, everybody. Spread the word about our pod. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd be so kind, leave us a five-star rating and review. It's still the best way for your fellow Crusaders to find our shows. Thanks for tuning in to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale. Go Cross Go.